0: Hi everybody, this is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast Blues Hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a Blues fan. Oh, baby. Let's Go
1: Blues! Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. no doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys.
2: Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I
0: think you coming men enough for all of us.
2: And Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here
0: we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 80 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often-imitated but never-duplicated the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, August 26, 2020. This is franchise episode number 266 all-time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. Uh, I guess we can always say that, but we just uh, can't uh, preface it with defending... Uh, Stanley Cup champion to interact with the show on social media you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB radio my account is at Kurt Price Bills is at Billy Blue Note and Jeff's is at jpond94 you can follow us on Instagram we are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook and for those of you watching the live streams right now on either of those platforms. First off, thank you for watching the live stream, and second, feel free to comment in the live chats and we'll address what we can during the show. If you're listening to the podcast of the show, uh we appreciate you too, so thank you as well. And of course, the website is let's go blues.com where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some cool Saint Louis Blues themed t-shirts and stickers that help support the show. Whoo guys, um this show is uh, probably stark about as stark contrast as you can get, well almost as you can get from uh, last season's wrap up show. Would you say?
1: Uh yeah. You gotta think was it Carolina that uh, that won the cup and then didn't even make the playoffs the next year, I believe. So that yeah. that's probably the most stark right. co- uh you could get. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a big change in tone from the last time.
2: Yeah, a disappointment. We know her well.
0: <laughs> and we just forgot the, what she felt like for a little bit. And ba- based on the way the Blues played, it, it feels worse than it than it probably should have. So. Um. Official. Oh, uh, announcements. We got some. Uh, uh, this is the last uh, episode of season eight, uh, which is fitting. It's episode eighty. So, uh, but the last episode of season eight, and we're gonna start up season nine uh, with uh, Jeff Ponders' uh, off-season series. It's not the summer series this year. Or it won't, yeah, I wait. don't know what to
1: call it. <laughs> um. Yeah. First of all, this. I, I dare any of our listeners or viewers to find any media any kind of media that had 80 episodes in one season. I mean, good lord. What Kenny? They do what, 10 episodes a season? <laughs> you know, I That's mean,
0: a, good lord. I bet you I bet the soap operas. The soaps do a lot. They do maybe. Uh, they yeah, do, I mean, every day, right?
1: I would imagine like uh maybe like the Jimmy Fallon show and all mm-hmm. those like those yeah. those might too. I don't know if they do they even call them I guess they call them seasons they have to. Sure. Okay, so all right. Well, we solved it there. So, you know, (laughs) listeners, don't worry about it. We got it. Um, But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so season nine starts uh, next week, folks. So, uh, yes, this is our post-mortem show for the blues. But uh, we are, uh, as we do the last couple seasons now, we have a show every single week. So don't go anywhere. Um, I'll go ahead and say that uh, as long as there's no crazy blues news that comes out in the next week, and we have to do a live show. Um, The next week we'll continue the past to the future episodes. Uh, I I still have uh, Greg Millen release that episode and then I've got a couple more alumni that I haven't talked to yet that uh, I will definitely interview. So uh, we got those plus we've got a lot of friends of the show that I wanted to have come on and just talk about things. So uh, if you are a fan of this show don't go anywhere. Uh, we will not be having the live shows, but we will still be having podcasted shows. We'll still be posting videos on our YouTube and Facebook channel. Uh, so just uh, stay tuned with us because uh, we've got a... I, I was telling them before this episode, telling Kurt and Bill that uh, I signed up for this not thinking we'd ever have a pandemic. And uh, <laughs> now it's it's... I've had two off seasons in one year. So that is going to be very odd, but I will wait, make myself get through it.
0: What did they say in Back to the Future, the, the band, when they went took a break? Don't nobody go nowhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that needs to be a sound clip. Uh, I should have had that ready at the end for the uh, end of the show. Don't nobody go nowhere. Hey, Jimmy
1: Anderson, first of all, let me just say <clears throat> to one of our listeners, suck it. He says, you guys take more time off than Howard Stern. We don't take time off here, Jimmy Anderson. The hell he what says? What the hell are you
0: talking about? You, you show me another hockey uh, podcast that does this show every week during the year, all year long. That's right. Show me. Show me. I, I, I There ain't, there ain't one. Uh, there is there is one. Puck
1: Podcast. No, Puck, Puck you know Podcast. Ones okay. I know. Of. Right. But well, they're, they're at large. They always have something to talk
0: about. Right. We're one team, and we keep it going. Mm. Uh, the official beer is on episode number 266. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app on your Android or iPhone. Uh, my account is at Cprice12. Jeff's is at jponder94. And Bill's is at billybluenote33, if you want to see what we're drinking, for those who are so inclined. Uh, Bill, do you have a do you have a post-mortem beer?
2: Uh, I do. I do. I have posted it to Untapped. I will display it here. I I pulled out a big gun. I almost did the Bourbon
0: County tonight. I almost did. Yeah.
2: So as, as you know, and this is in my, my untapped description here, uh, I like to go something with a little metaphorical meaning. Like last week was Ryan O'Reilly. This week, um, you know, I'm just going to read this because I'm not going to remember what I wrote. Um, You know, something you really look forward to once a year but usually wind up disappointed like the blues in the playoffs that that's how i feel about bourbon county um love it for about the first couple of sips and then unless it's really really you know like fresh on tap it's a little too syrupy lasts a little too long and that's just kind of how i feel about the uh, hockey season this year
0: uh, Jeff, what you got?
1: Um, I, why are you making me follow that? That was I don't beautiful. You want, me, you
0: want me to follow? I can follow.
1: No, no, no. Mm. It's fine. Right. I'll figure it out. I'll work my way through it. Figure it um, out. i uh, figure it out. My f- beer is... Uh, I'm going to try to make it a little more positive because this is one of my favorite beers all year long. I look forward to when this comes out every year. Uh, the O'Fallon pumpkin beer and yes I know it is still 90 degrees here in St. Louis but um, I just I, this is a beer that when it comes out I have to go right to the store when I see they have it and I buy it, it is um, to me and I have tried a lot of pumpkin beer in my time in Dallas I tried a bunch down there I've been to Chicago in October I've tried a bunch there and obviously anything there on the shelves here I've tried I don't like any other pumpkin beer as much as I like this. The Pumpkin King from uh, Southern Tier. What's the name of that place? Southern Tier. Southern Tier. Yeah. That's a great one, too. But uh, it's a little stronger than this one. But this is just one of the smoothest beers I've ever had. O'Fallon, to me, has perfected the pumpkin beer. So uh, cheers to them and uh, cheers to a great beer season, which uh, if you listen during the off-season, you'll probably hear me drinking some Oktoberfest as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, a plus side to the O'Fallon Brewery is uh, their, their, one of their buildings did not collapse this week. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> as the as uh, as uh, the, one of the Lemp buildings uh, collapsed in St. Louis, a part of it did. It, it was condemned. Shouldn't it have even been in right. use? It was,
2: right. It was being used to store bicycles for a non-profit. So hopefully, hopefully by now they've got a fundraiser going and have been able to replace most of those. But that's, uh, yeah, that's a blue story if I've ever heard one. (laughs) Kind
0: of a kind of a scary picture there. I mean, the it's it was a rather tall brick building and the the entire face of one side just kind of just came crashing down in the street. Um, mine for this evening is I guess it's kind of themed. Um. It's uh, one I haven't had on the show in a while. I don't think. Oh, good one, Linen Kugel, Summer Shandy. So uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, uh, typically this. I mean, this would be the summer, the off season. So Summer Shandy. It's a very, I don't know. I, I had not planned on making any kind of tie-in, and then Bill went and had a good one, and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll see what I can do. He screwed I, I, both of us. I, I, I enjoy the Summer Shandy. Oh man, I just I just turned the Tampa Bay game on. I didn't. Even, I had not. <laughs> I had not uh I had not seen the, the score because I was working on the show and wow, seven to one. I Holy I believe hell. that's what they call an ass whooping. whooping, yeah. Jeez. That's uh that's a that's a, a spanking and it couldn't have happened to a better team. I mean, come on. It's, I know, right? Boston. Is it uh, dude, did you guys watch it at all? Is it uh, was it Halak yeah. or was it Boston or
2: Halak gave up uh five? Um how were mm, they? Four and, uh, Wasn't it on four? him. On no, him That's or... right. It was it was four four on him and then four. um they brought in the, the backup Vladar and um they Tampa's been picking him apart. So
0: yeah <clears> you know, he,
1: he hasn't had a chance. One of his first shots against was a breakaway from Braden Point.
0: You know, it's funny, the M the NBCSN guys uh after last game, Boston losing, you know, lock was it four. Uh, last game, uh, lost in overtime. And, and so they were asking, you know, Keith Jones and the M- NBCSN guys, you know, do you go back with Halak, uh, tomorrow, you know, after this game? And they're like, yo, yeah, you stick with Halak, you stick with, Halak. and I'm like, and I'm not, I didn't see this game. I don't know if, if the goals were on him or what, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, they, they lost this seven to one. So it's, uh, it just, it just shows to goya yeah, That, uh, even your, uh, your quote experts, uh, uh, Sometimes you know.
1: You know, know what just, though, I still go back to Hulak next game. You have you're, to. You're, yeah. You, you don't have anyone well, that's, behind that's,
2: him. Yeah. Right. That's the whole reason Vladar's in, right? They they pulled him, you know, halfway through the game after he, he gave up four because <laughs> they need to rest him, because you know they, this is what two yeah. games in two days for them. Yep. You got to give him some rest. He's thirty five years old.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that that oh, should have sat this game. I'm just, it's just kind of funny. Right.
2: So. Right.
0: Mm. Uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL blues history tour account, August 26th, 2018. So a couple of years ago, uh, the St. Louis blues uh, unveiled the heritage Jersey today, two years ago. So that, uh, that was a, that, and it remains one of the best jerseys um, ever. Uh, I mean, I, I personally, my favorite blues Jersey, I think, um, and, uh, it's up the there best, for me. It might be the, one of the best Winter Classics, the best Winter Classic ever. So oh, it's up there. It's fine. That
1: and the uh, the the Penguins' baby blue. Uh, two the, of the, the Winter Classic ones I've liked.
0: That was the very first uh, Winter Classic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Someone take a picture of this screen. Boston being down seven to one. Just kind of just it, it makes me giddy. Love it. <laughs> even though even though part of me would like to see Halak do well but uh i just you know it's boston so fuck them
1: yeah but at the same time yeah. you got kevin Chat and kirk mm-hmm. and pat maroon on tampa so it's true right part of you wants to root for them too
2: yeah i think you know it, at least the people you know in in the blues twitterverse that uh i've uh seen uh, are kind of split between tampa and las vegas as uh as the picks and some uh some connections you know with um uh, Revo on uh, the Knights and Chattanooga and Maroon um, and you know Tampa <clears throat> Tampa's they've been won in 2004 pretty yeah. close against the Hawks uh, well got bounced by the Hawks yeah I I don't know they're they're my odds on favorite at this point
0: I'm I'm torn in, in, with a bunch of teams in here I you know with 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 I mean with Tampa, you know, I mean, Maroon Room won last year. He's a local guy. I get it, but he he did win last year. And uh, you know, Shattenkirk left. You know, he did. I mean, he he I, he he wanted to leave. So uh, uh, St. Louis. So I mean, there's there's that. Um, yeah, uh, but so he I, became he became Zach Sanford, though, right? Yeah. Well,
1: and I I felt bad for him with what happened with New York. I feel like he just. Walked into a really shitty situation, you know. He had his hopes up for so long, going to play for his hometown team, and then they they sign him to a ridiculous deal, and all of a sudden, oh, you know what? Actually, we're going to go into rebuild, and we're just going to buy you out. Uh, I, that just that sucks for him.
0: So I hope he does get a chance here with Tampa. Well, how often do you I see have that no but, to will towards how, him? How often do you see that happen though, with with a, with a player going to his hometown team and just not performing, or it doesn't work? You know, I, like even last year with I mean, Maroon had uh, uh, a decent playoff, had a couple of big goals in the playoffs, um, but but it was
2: we, invisible for most of the season. Yeah, right? he was awful. Washington he was god awful.
0: The first yeah, until like the first three quarters of the season at least, he was terrible, invisible. You um, guys
1: say that, but what about what? when Jan Skasny signed with the Blues? I mean, he was a breakout star when he got here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think hopes are very high yeah. for him, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but there there is a big difference between the uh, the contract that uh, Maroon signed here and the uh, big payday that Shattenkirk got from the Rags. So
0: true. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> um, today's date: August twenty sixth, two thousand and sixteen. Alex Petrangelo who had been named captain of the St. Louis Blues the day before. So he was named captain on August 25th, 2016. Uh, he threw out the first pitch at Bush Stadium today. So on August 26th, 2016, it seems like he's been captain longer than, uh, than the four years.
2: Yeah, but, you know, that was, you know, his back has been gone that long. I mean, it it doesn't feel like Bacchus has been gone that
0: long. It's true. It feels like Petrangelo's been the captain for longer than four years, but it also seems like Bacchus was just here.
1: Um, Yeah, it's funny because in uh, one of the past, the future episodes we interviewed, I had uh, Curtis Sanford on looking up his stats. He played with a rookie, David Bacchus. And I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, I definitely need to ask him about that. Everyone's going to want to hear about that. But then I'm like, Wait a minute, David Backes hasn't been here in like 4 years. Like that's weird. It does not seem like it's been that long.
0: Hmm. Uh Rapid Fire tidbits from around the NHL. Um before we get into the Blues uh Blues talk, we got uh, Mike Milbury uh said some Mike Milbury things. Um
1: bye, bye Mike.
0: <laughs> um yeah, you got to wonder if he's ever going to come back. I mean, uh, hopefully kinda... not. I mean, going the way of Roenick. Uh, during a recent broadcast, Milbury said the uh, lack of women in uh, the league's two playoff bubbles is probably a boon to players' concentration. He said, not even any women here to disrupt disrupt your concentration. Uh, he said that about competitive advantages inside the bubble. So um, the NHL issued a rare public rebuke of the former Bruin, who once wielded his shoe like Dr. Hook wielded his stick in the movie Slapshot. For those of you, for those of you hockey buffs who uh, are familiar with what uh, what uh, Milbury did in the stands as a Boston Bruin player, and then if you're also a fan of the movie Slap Shot, that uh, you can make that 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 connection. Um, I don't think that's a stretch, <laughs> no whatsoever. Um, uh, The NHL called his remarks offensive and insulting in a statement uh, provided to the Washington Post. NBC Sports said it was disappointed, but uh, about Mike's insensitive comment over the weekend, Melbury said he was stepping down for the rest of the playoffs. He said, I sincerely apologize for making the comment. Uh, It was not my intention to disrespect anyone. I was trying to be irreverent and took it a step too far. It was regrettable. It was a regrettable mistake that I take seriously. So, um, yeah. I mean, is anybody surprised that Mike mm. that Mike Milbury said this? I mean, is, I mean, is it is it out of character for him? No, not at all. No.
2: But to, um, to try to characterize it as
0: irreverent. <laughs> well, here's the no. Here, you know, I, <laughs> you're a dinosaur, bud. <laughs> here, you know what? When he said it, when I when I well, I didn't hear it live, but when I heard the the replay, I was this is the way I took it. Mm. Well, I I took it as him. And and I'm, I'm 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 positive this is what this was. I don't think he was being dead serious. I don't think he's anti-woman. You know what I mean? I don't think I he's agree. like, you know, oh well, you know, women are just are terrible. And well, maybe he is. But man, I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. I don't and I don't think he's that way. I don't think he's he's going to come out and just be hateful towards women on the air. I think he was trying to be over the top, sarcastically funny, and, and, and to get a rise out of any women that may have been there that weren't. You know what I mean, like, like. I guess it's also a situation of know your know your audience, because uh, you, you, maybe it's something. Know you Know your say, time. Yeah, your time, and it's and not maybe, something you say in twenty twenty. No, and maybe it's something you no. say in, in mixed company in a private setting. Um, if you know your you know your audience, like Ronick, exact exact same thing. Um, you just, it's, you probably don't want to say it live on the air, even though I probably get what he meant. And, you know, it's funny because it's sexist kind of a thing, um, which is way different than saying something that's just flat out sexist. Um, so, well, and I uh, think that's, I think that's why he said it was, was that was the joke yeah. like to be
1: sexist. Right. Yeah. And you're right. right. I think in a, in a private setting with your buddies having a couple beers, you know, oh, what's the perks of not being in the bubble or being in the bubble? Well, they don't have to have the distraction of women around. Like, that's a joke that a guy makes to any other guy. But you just, especially at this time, that's just not
0: a joke you make at at this juncture. And while he shouldn't have said it, um, I think, and I'm not defending Millberry whatsoever here, but I do think that a lot of people took the comment like he was dead serious you know what i mean i think i think there was a lot of outrage in with that in mind which i don't that was i don't i'm pretty almost positive that wasn't the case um but you know but i but i I do understand that, that he should not have said it
2: no i think the the pitchforks have been out for him and rightfully so i mean so many people throughout this year's playoffs throughout last year's playoffs myself included have been saying it's way past time for this guy to be off the air you know mm-hmm. promote anson carter put him inside the you know inside a you know a, a color commentary team you know it's i just i don't think milbury brings any any insight from you know from his playing days and i I definitely don't want to hear what he has to say for, you know, from a management perspective. Uh, right. I I drafted Roberto Lelongo and uh, traded him away for nothing. That's yeah. what I said. No, I, that, I, that,
0: that's what I said on, I was on uh, the 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 uh, crunch time with, crunch with time. Joe and Wags, yeah. And I, and I kind of echoed that sentiment. I was like, uh, I don't, he, I agree with you, Bill. I, I don't think he, Brings you. You would think a former coach, a former player, would be able to bring a little more insight into the 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 uh, finer finer tuned items of the game, like locker room um, um, scenarios, uh, what they're talking about in the locker room, what they're you know on on the bench, what's being discussed, um, stuff like that. I, I don't. I don't get that from him much at all if if you're going to be on the if you're going to be a former coach former player and doing that job bring your expertise and i just don't see it i mean he makes uh, to be honest i've said this before i I enjoy millbury's comments just because it sparks discussion uh and outrage and it's funny to see the people react to disliking him i i enjoy that um but uh and, and it's like oh what's he gonna say next that's that's not that it's a good thing that he says ever, but, you know, I, I kind of, I like I've said before, I like chaos and, and anarchy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Milbury brings that sometimes.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> the only thing that that I'll say is with this is in, cause, you know, we probably already spent way too much time on mm-hmm. Mike Milbury, who hopefully will never be relevant again. Um, is, uh, I, I just think that, his comment, it wasn't the worst thing he said. I mean, the, the dude has literally come on TV and called certain players from Europe Euro trash. I mean, the guy has has said way more ridiculous things. I think it's just a matter of the fact that he said something again. And, and let's remember here too, you are catering to a TV audience more than ever right now. So when he says something stupid, it's going to get broadcasted even more because you have nobody in the arenas paying attention to the game. They're all listening to Mike Milberry's commentary. So when he says something stupid, it's going to get out like wildfire more than usual. And right away, too. I mean, people were posting videos of that 10 minutes after he said it. So, yeah, well, yeah it's a matter of of he just he said it, and I think it was the NHL and NBC saying, oh, my God, Mike, we have had
0: your back for so long we can't do it anymore you this it's, is the final strike it's the it's and, and know the environment I mean especially in today's society with 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 with, with the way things are I mean things are changing, and uh, you just can't you just can't do that uh, uh Bob Rakowski in YouTube chat says blues get knocked out now I gotta hear about milbury. I'm in hell aren't I so yeah. A good point we'll move on um, hey, let's let's put it like this real quick Kurt uh, this is the last time in all of season eight you'll have to hear Mike Milberry's name hmm good point um, on a semi related note and it's, it happens in baseball too uh, Tom Brennerman uh, for I mean this was a big deal this was far worse far worse um, and and he he uh, uh, he's been relieved of his duties uh, with Fox Sports he and uh, and the Reds uh, announcer. Uh, yeah, he uh, he was. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was caught on uh, on Mike uh, coming back from commercial. The Mike they were live. He didn't realize it, and he was having a uh, he made he was caught saying that live on the air, you know uh, that uh, referring to what they think was Kansas City uh, as being the a homosexual slur capital of the world. So and, then, and it was an F uh, dash dash. I don't want to say it on the air. Even though I was a kid, I said it a lot, and I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those yep. things. I'm one like, Jesus, sticks, right? yeah. I didn't know what it meant. I'm like, oh, I thought it meant, I just thought it meant jerk. You know, you're a jerk. Well, and here's the difference between the two. Again,
1: Tom Brett or uh, yeah, Tom Breneman. I I don't know. Maybe he said stupid things before. What he said versus what milberry said. Oh. Uh, I think what he said. That's an instant. You're gone. We can't have that. I don't care if you have been a model employee for 30 years you're gone you can't say that on the air whereas it was dude how many times are you gonna put your foot in your mouth like you know so it's 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 you hear it in in all walks of sports but yeah that one was get get the f out you're done we don't we don't we can't have you employed anymore
2: yeah. And Brenneman, you know, he is, he's second generation. He's, he's kind of like Joe Buck in Cincinnati, right? Yep. He does football for Fox. You know, he's done national football games there. He's, he's, good. He, he, he's good. He is a very good broadcaster, yeah. but it, it was the thing that I found most, you know, interesting was he was listening good. to him, <laughs> listening to him come to like, he's going through the thought process, you know, when they come back, after the next commercial break and, and he's realizing the implications. Says, I don't know if I ever get to put these head this headset on again yeah. after tonight. I apologize. But, you know, <clears throat> I like that. I you know, I like the human element of that. But then to see his his official, you know, public press release start off with, I'm a man of faith. Like that's gonna save you, bud. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's like that means anything that, to this. <laughs> that just means you're an old white man, right? Just just he, be sincere. Well, don't the- don't try to say, you know, that you you're a Christian and you should be forgiven. You made a mistake, own it.
0: Well, yeah, and, and I don't know. And he he said that's not who I am. And I I've heard a lot of people no. say that. I've heard a lot of people say that about you know when they get caught saying something on the air or whatever mm-hmm. or they they or or what I, and they say, "Oh, it's not that's not who I am." What the hell it isn't? You were you, that's you were you having might a conversation. not want to be defined that way, but you just defined yourself that way. Yeah, because that was a conversation that you were, it wasn't you weren't on the air trying to make a stupid joke that was a conversation you were having and you could tell by his tone, he wasn't joking around. I don't think he was joking around. Um, he, he didn't say he was joking around. He didn't, I mean, he didn't imply that whatsoever. So it was just like, that's who you are. Don't say it's not who you are. It's it's, it's, it's who you are. Uh, You got caught being who you are. That's what the problem is. So, um, yeah, If, 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 if that wasn't who you were, then you wouldn't say those things, but you did say it. And so that's who you are. So whatever. anyway, (sighs) <sighs> um, yeah. And what's, and right. And this is the last thing we'll talk about real quickly before we get to the blues is that the, the Milwaukee bucks, they, uh, I've never seen this before and I we don't we've never talked basketball on the show and I don't care to, but this is unprecedented. <clears throat> um, they boycotted their playoff game tonight and they didn't play because of the, uh, because of, uh, um uh, uh, a decision to they following the police shooting of, of Jacob Blake in the team's home state of Wisconsin, um, Blake, who was is is a, is a black man, was shot in the back by police on Sunday. It's a broken record with, you know, the, the social issues right now. Um, as he tried to enter his vehicle, um, The shooting became the latest incident that prompt the outrage nationwide over racial injustice and police brutality. So, you know, um, it, I, I'm 45 years old. I've never seen a sports team boycott a playoff game. I've seen social issues in in sporting events, but never, never this. I, this is this is nice. Well,
1: I love what somebody said. You know, um, all for it, it was like for all the people who complain about them um, protesting the national anthem. Well, how do you feel about them protesting a full game? Yeah. Like, are you going to listen now? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say too, I don't know if you guys saw this that they were playing the Orlando Magic. Yeah. and apparently they they kind of said they weren't they even said they're not protesting they they were gonna forfeit the game mm-hmm. uh, they were okay with forfeiting it in order to do their protest and uh the Orlando Magic said no we absolutely decline we do not accept your forfeit that's which I thought was was very classy too oh, yeah oh yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, then of course the NBA canceled all their games and I think uh, the Milwaukee Brewers also uh, said they will not take yeah. the
2: field tonight there have been Three, three major league baseball games and all M- MLS games were canceled. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, public scrutiny. On, well, a lot of Twitter scrutiny. I don't want to say public, but Twitter scrutiny on the NHL for not canceling games tonight. Um, a lot of people calling the NHL out about the, you know, we're listening and learning. And uh, I the one tweet I saw earlier, somebody saying, you know, class is over you're in the real world now um so a lot of pressure on the nhl for for going ahead uh, matt dumba the head of the uh nhl uh, or the hockey diversity alliance um calling the league out for playing games tonight um a lot of uh, a lot of national media joining in on that um so unfortunately for for the game that we love um it it's being cast in a negative light in in, in reaction to a lot of this, um, and I know a lot of a lot of fans and a lot of people that listen to this show aren't going to agree with it. Um, you know, I, I don't I, I think things ballooned quickly tonight. Um, you know, and the the NHL already had a couple of games under its belt, and probably you know wasn't thinking about it. Um, but I think at least the the game that's going on now, um, Dallas, Colorado, they probably should have said, you know what, we'll we'll think about it and come back tomorrow. They're in a bubble; yeah, they it's... have plenty of time to figure it out.
1: I don't, um, I don't really, honestly, want to comment too much on on all that. I'll just add that uh, the fact that the NBA had the had its players backs and kind of continued to to cancel the games, I thought that was a a big move by a professional sport, a professional organization to have the backs of their players. And, and obviously I think if there was one NHL team that came out and said that too, if, you know, the, uh, there was a team in Wisconsin or, you know, whoever, if it was the Colorado avalanche that came out and said, we will not take the ice tonight. I think the entire NHL would have followed suit as well. It just took a matter of, of one team stepping up and say they're not going to play. And and that didn't happen in the NHL. So they, uh, they went ahead and and just said, yeah, we'll, we'll continue games.
0: I wonder if, uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's no secret that, that, that hockey is predominantly white and the, the fan base is predominantly white. Um, I wonder what kind of, backlash the nhl would have had um not saying that that factored into it i don't know but it it would have been interesting to 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 see if there would have been any backlash for uh if the nhl had canceled games tonight or if they do cancel them tomorrow or or whatever i i mean this is all unfolding like you guys said very quickly and and uh not a whole lot of time to think about it but uh uh, I'm curious as to, to, if, if, if that's going to happen. I mean, I, you know, to some, to some degree it will. Um, and I'm sure it's, it's happening in, in, in the NBA and in, as well. I mean, even this is, this is, what it is um, you're going to have people that are going to say what they're going to say and that's fine. But um, anyway, this is crazy times. I don't, uh, I'm not sure even what to think about it, to be honest, it's kind of like, like you guys, it's all happening really fast. And I was just kind of shocked today to hear that. So Okay, Blues lose in uh, 6 games to Vancouver. So we go for some Vancouver. Vancouver. All right, it's the last time I'll probably do that. <laughs> uh they're now over- yeah, ever. ever. <laughs> they're now 0 for 4 versus Vancouver in their history. Um, you know, I, so we don't know Chris any,
2: um, any wine coolers over that, do we? Um, was that was it Chris who Chris? who was our guest last week? Two weeks ago? Oh, uh, oh, um, yeah. Faber. That's Faber. Faber. Yeah. 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 We don't know mind coolers over this, right? We didn't bet,
0: did we? Did we bet? I don't <clears throat> think we did. I don't I think mean, we did. I would remember that. I don't think we did. The audio was so choppy yeah. we probably couldn't hear each other if <laughs> yeah, we did. It it doesn't count. It doesn't count <laughs> yeah. if we did. Um so I mean there's a number of talking points to this series. I think a lot of people, um, and uh <clears throat> I don't I don't know. I mean our, our maybe our views di- maybe vary a little differently in how we uh, are gonna analyze this this series. Um, but there's a number of talking points we can talk about. You know, there's there's uh Markstrom's play in net for Vancouver, there's uh Argo tending, Bennington and Allen, um the Canucks power play, the five on five uh discrepancy, uh, scoring chance discrepancy, um, Canucks being opportunistic on the scoring chances, untimely sloppy play from the blues. Fourth line issues for us, bottom six issues for us, um, injuries we've had, officiating like ridiculousness early in the series, especially. Um, I, I mean, what what stands out to you guys as far as um, what you how you f- felt about why we lost this series? What what's the most glaring thing? For me, it
1: was, and I I kind of mentioned this I think on last week's show. For me, I just feel like they didn't have the drive that we saw them have last year. And even in in past years, um, I just thought when they got there, it was, we're the defending champs. Let's go out and see what we can do. You know, kind of a positive attitude. And then they started losing a bunch of games, and it was, okay, guys, we're the defending champs. Let's go in and show Vancouver how to play hockey. They went down one or two. They got down on themselves. They ended up coming back, showing what they could do and then all of a sudden they give up that they give up three goals in the second period of game 5 and i think when that happened when that started when they lost the lead and actually when they tied it i think um i just saw a change in the team that said all right you know i'm not saying this was a, an intentional thing i'm not saying it was um uh, even in the uh, the like it was something they were actually saying on the bench but I just read it as seeing their body language, how they were hunched over. It was a, all right, guys, two losses. We can go home to our families. And I, again, I'm not saying that it's it's something they intended to do. It was just this is a much different circumstance. I think they were tired. Um, they, uh, you know, we'll get into some of the COVID issues that uh, Doug Armstrong mentioned in his presser. Um, but I just think they were worn out. They were tired. And they just didn't have the drive that we saw them have last year. You know, yes, they were a bad home team last year in the playoffs, but they still had – they would come in, they'd see how crazy the fans were, and that would give them that extra lift they needed, just like any team would tell you. You know, when you see your home crowd going nuts, especially a a city that's never won a cup, um, it just – it makes you play at a different level. Uh, even on the road, and I think in this bubble tournament, and not not taking anything away from Vancouver, they were very opportunistic. It's just I read the Blues' body language as guys, let's just let's let's go through the motions, let's get out of here, let's go home, and uh, let's see our families. And and again, it's it's not anything. It's not a knock on them. It's not it's not saying that the Canucks didn't play good hockey. It's just I I didn't think they had the drive that we've seen them have in the past.
2: Yeah, your comment about you know them going through the motions that that's what most of the series against Vancouver and all of the Robin the round robin games felt like to me. Um, you know, that it was like you know, uh, contractually obligated to be here, um, but not really bought in. Um, you know, whether whether there's anything to you know how many players on the team had COVID, you know I I think there's whites you know I think Vince Dunn definitely was one of those guys, um, you know he'd been held out f- um, for some of the practices. Um, you'd have to think with the 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 big backs backwards steps that Colton Perico seemed to take um, that he may have been one of those guys too just didn't seem like he had the energy, the, um, the energy, the focus to, to play full hockey games. Um, you, you wonder what that, you know, if the, if we'll ever, you know, truly find out, you know, if the NHL releases any data, um, you know, as far as how many, you know, not even individual players, but how many players per team actually had people test positive before getting there. Um, what the effect would be, but certainly you know it was a far cry from the the team um, that that found ways to win last year. Um, you know I, I think you know the fact that other teams, especially you know your the, the younger teams um, you know used the time to you know had more energy you know, the, the blues, you know, going into the playoffs and they played a lot of hockey last year. And I'm not going to say that that's an excuse for why they're so, so tired going into this, the the playoffs, because, you know, everybody had the same amount of layoff. Um, but other teams had a lot more energy and, you know, Vancouver, Vancouver figured out a way after game four, uh, to, to beat the blues with speed. Um, and I think that's that's what the series ultimately came down to um, the the Blues controlled the game controlled it through you know the, the same methods that they they did getting to the cup last year um, solid four check grinding teams down wearing them out um, but Vancouver just they persisted and um, they were a much faster uh, crisper team than the blues were through the rest of the series Um you know, I I think that they didn't have enough energy to to def, to to bring that same style of play consistently um, to to beat a younger, speedier Canucks team in that
0: series. Here's my thoughts on: I, I agree with you guys. I, I the the Blues had issues this series, um, and it was puzzling as to why the Blues weren't playing as well as they should have been. Um, uh and and hearing the the info today about twenty percent of the team uh, was tested positive for for covid before uh the bubble and uh and and pretty much almost everyone on the team had symptoms of some kind um as far as you know but they didn't test positive apparently but it, uh, it but it affected most of the team <clears throat> so that that i mean would help explain some of the uh, the 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 issues the team may have had or the like you're watching the game you're like what's going on they don't look they look completely out of it they look like a Mike Kitchen team um so I and but with all that said uh, they outplayed Vancouver in this series Blues didn't I, in in games one through five uh, and even. Parts of game six. The Blues outplayed Vancouver. The problem is, is that Vancouver what wa- you know, the, the Blues would make a mistake. It was a bad mistake. And the and Vancouver would come down and, and be in the, the Blues net. Um it was it Scandel and Preco that collided? Or is it mm-hmm. Gunnarsson, Gunnarsson and Preko? No, Scandel and scandal- no, scandal- Preco. Preko collided. That was that was embarrassing. That was yeah, that was. was pee-wee hockey mix-up stuff. That was bad. Um, and that, that puck went in the net. And then uh, uh, De La Rose stepping on the puck. And then it uh, the, the comes right back the other way. Uh, three seconds later, it's in the net. Um, and that, and that's, that was kind of the story. Each game, there was a goal or two like that that just ended up in the net. And our goaltending just couldn't save the day on yeah. those chances. I mean, <clears throat> you're, I mean your goaltending, your last line of defense, when your last line of defense isn't, isn't saving the bacon for the team in front of them. Uh, and yet the team in front of you is, uh, is playing. I mean, is out playing to the team, but when they do make mistakes that Vancouver, they're making them to the wrong people. They're making them to Horvat. They're making them to Pedersen. And the, yeah. the wrong guys have the puck on their stick and, and they're burying the chances and the goaltending has not come up to save. I'm not, I'm not blaming one in particular thing over the other. Um, even though goaltending does, it, it has a spotlight on it. It always does. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the last line of defense, like I said. So puck ends up the net, all eyes are on the goalie, usually. Unfairly, right. quite often, too. Uh, that's not always fair.
1: And all that I'll add to that point is that they, last season, the Blues would make a mistake, and Jordan Bennington bailed them out every single time. And that's why he became known as this big game goalie, that you could trust to make the big saves for your team. And this year he simply wasn't that guy. I, don't, I know his numbers were atrocious, but I don't think he played that bad. Just like Jake Allen. I thought they played fine. It was just he wasn't coming up with the monster saves when the team needed him to. And then they could come back. Okay, Bennington just bailed us out. Let's go score a
0: goal. You know, that just did not happen this whole series. As far as the, the Blues right. out playing the Canucks go, I mean, you, if you look at the advanced stats and the there's uh, HockeyViz.com has a has a, a nice, easy to read charts and graphs about how, you know, game flow and shot tide, stuff like that. Um, based trends in the game to see how the, how the play is going, who's getting the better of the play, who's getting the better chances, um, stuff like that. Uh, and it's like, it's like a flow chart kind of a thing. And uh, the Blues had the edge in pretty much every game on that chart so and so it was it was a very frustrating series to watch because honestly personally Vancouver did not overly impress me in this series uh, they had a few players that played very well including their goalie it was he stole the series for them um, and, <clears throat> and I and I say that with the blues not playing very well so the blues didn't play the way they should have uh, Vancouver didn't I and mean, they didn't do a whole i mean they didn't they, they were outchanced heavily in most of the games outshot by an average of 11 per game uh the scoring chances that the blues have like was it 80 of 40 shots the last game and and uh the vancouver had 40 blocks or something like that yeah, um it was nuts
2: shots, 40, yeah. yeah
0: yeah i mean that's insane yeah. uh and i mean and, and that's a credit to markstrom and, a, and their defense blocking a lot of shots. I mean, the Blues—they put the puck towards the net. It's just—I mean, you know—I mean, it, it, sometimes things don't go your way, and there was a lot of things that 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 were going on that just didn't go the Blues' way. whether it be the COVID stuff, uh, tiring the team out, whatever, affecting their play—that um, you can call it excuses if you want. Whatever. It, I mean, it, sometimes excuses are reason um, if you're trying to explain something. Uh, if Vancouver were, were beating the Blues butts up and down the ice, I, I you know I'd say you know it didn't matter the COVID. They were just they were Vancouver was impressive. I didn't see that from Vancouver. They were they were good enough to win. They were opportunistic big time. But I didn't five I didn't, on
1: five. If yeah. this if this series games one and two most importantly if those are five and five on five throughout the most of the game like it should have been because I thought both teams played pretty clean. They were just calling everything. Mm. I think the Blues at least after game four are up three, one. I mean, it, and it's a completely different series. And, and again, I'm not saying anything away from Vancouver. I know some people give you shit on Twitter, Kurt, for, um, uh, that, that... saying that Marstrom didn't have a good series. He was phenomenal. Oh, he was fantastic. Um, yeah. He was so good. And, and yeah, he, he had a rough game in game one against, uh, Vegas. And a lot of people said, Oh, well, look, this is, this is just a real Marstrom here. Well, guess what? He bounced back in game two and had a hell of a performance again and tied that series at one, one. Um, and then you mentioned the block shots, Kurt, hundred um, percent. The, the Canucks, uh, they had 40 block shots in game two against uh, Vegas. You know what? That's, and that's,
0: that's the stat I was thinking of. I, that was not the blues game sucks. That was uh that was last night against Vegas. Sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah they had, I think 42 is the record. So if they would have, with to, I think, record and regulation. So if they would have blocked three more shots throughout the game, they would have broken the record for block shots. And we saw that against the Blues. Now, I'm not saying the Blues, you need to adapt, you need to make the right plays, you need to change things up if it's not working. But we all know the Blues, a lot of their offense is driven from shots from the point, shots from the circles, and Vancouver was just getting in front of everything. I mean, they were... They helped their goalie out so well, but again, I think five-on-five five, Blues outplayed them 100%. Oh God, uh, yeah, for it's not... most of the series, I'd say 90% of the series. But any any, any kind of advanced stats.
0: Any kind of advanced that you look yeah. at, they, they, they thats it's it's it's, 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 there's proven. You can't. It reminded me a little bit of the the Boston mm-hmm. series last year. The fact that the only way
1: Boston could beat the Blues was on the power play. Mm-hmm. The minute they went five on five, which is why we were all confident going into Game Seven, was because it was well, the Blues are great five on five. Game Seven, they're not going to call shit, so the Blues yep. stand a good chance. That's we exactly talked, what happened.
0: We talked about that, that very thing yeah. on the show.
1: Yep, and it's the yeah. same thing It's Vancouver. Vancouver's a great team. They've got a great top six, but I think if you take away all the power plays they had in games one and two, and, and I'm not sitting here complaining and bitching about the officiating. It is what it is. It I, happens. It's I part can. of the game. <laughs> it's but sucks. I'm just saying that I think five on five, if the series is played the way it should have been if they weren't calling everything, we're not talking about a post-mortem for the Blues right now. We're talking about how they did in games one and two against Vegas.
0: Having a three to one yeah. lead. Go ahead, Bill.
2: I was just gonna say, look, you know, from from a goaltending perspective, you know, it, things just didn't add up right for the Blues, right? So, Jake Markstrom was by far the best goalie in the series and the Blues' best goalie in the series was Jake Allen. Jordan Biddington needed to be the same Jordan Biddington from last year. Uh, if the Blues were going to repeat,
0: or and or he could have been wasn't... Jake, he could have been Jake Allen <clears throat> from this series too, and it would have been better. <laughs> True, yeah, a lot better.
2: Vancouver, Vancouver had a had a, a book on him. They exploited it, uh, mid low blocker every fucking time, and then you know got him off his confidence, and he just you know he he just wasn't the same. Um, but you know. Markstrom I thought was remarkable i I thought he was the difference maker but at the same time Vancouver man they just collapsed and took away the slot and when the Blues lost this year that was the that was what worked Travis Green outcoached Craig baruby in the series We didn't yep. make the right coaching adjustments throughout the series. Um, you know, yeah, our goaltending uh, was inferior to theirs in the series. Um, you know, it, how how many of us posted on Twitter that the Blues should have been up six to one? Mm-hmm. You know, in in Game Five, and you know, it could have should Man,
0: I know. Right. It, if we're that, up, that, if if we score that, that, that was fourth goal. That four if right. we get that fourth goal in game five, that game's over. Dela Rose. Right. Whether it's
2: whether it's Dela Rose or Thomas yeah. bearing their chances, I know that, that was the turning point. Vancouver had all of you know all of the you know the belief at that point. I won't say I'm not gonna call it momentum, but all of the belief that, that they could unseat the blues and they certainly did.
0: With, um, with, with everything that happened prior to that uh whether the blue you know the blues inconsistent play whatever the bad officiating uh all that stuff they had over i mean they had they, they battled back they tied it at two, the series of two and they had a three to one lead and that game five and yeah like i said if they get that fourth goal i think that, I think that game's over um because it's, it's late you're getting late in the second period you up four to one the game should be over easy and the blues you know they should have been able to sit on that lead um and it just and it fell apart. And yeah, that, that that you could, even with all the other crap that went weird before that, they still should have won the series. <laughs> they really should have. And that was the moment, that six minutes in the second period when they scored those three goals. It was just like, well, the wheels just came off and now we're down 3-2. And, and And the third period in that game, we didn't come out like we wanted to tie it. I mean, it was a... We didn't. If you look at the game flow charts, we didn't dominate that period like you thought we would. I think we may have outshot them, but they weren't. They we didn't have the better to play. They Uh, weren't high potential chances. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a good third period, and we almost tied it late, almost. uh, With the you know, but it was like what if if it did go in, which it didn't, I don't think. uh, It was a good second after the whistle, so after the buzzer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was no Nasim Kadri.
0: No. In the around Robin. no, no. The, the, I, I got my hopes up for like a little bit when the blues raised their arms, like maybe they saw it go in before the buzzer. Maybe it's an awesome Kadri again, but no, it was what it was. So close. let me
1: ask you guys two two uh, two options here. Um, two things to me that could have absolutely affected the series and, and changed the outcome. Uh, one, Vladimir Tarasenko comes back from surgery and it's just Vladimir Tarasenko again, hundred percent player, <sighs> phenomenal, you know, out there making chance after chance, uh, or two Jordan Bennington plays like we saw last year in the playoffs, uh, which one would have improved the Blues' chances more in your opinion,
0: Bennington,
2: Bennington, Bennington. all day, easy. Yeah. The, the, the blues, the blues won all season without Tarasenko. Um, they didn't need him in the playoffs. Um, I don't know that they need him going forward. Uh might be a good topic for an off-season show, but um, Bennington, Bennington's the answer there. If, if he is, if he's half the goalie he was last year, um, if, that, if he... that would have turned the tide in the series. Side uh,
1: side note there, Bill, um, that is an excellent idea for maybe a couple shows here or there um, over the off-season. Here is uh, us just coming on and just chatting about one topic. God knows we could do it for hours
2: would it coulda should does this team need
1: tarasenko boom that's an hour show right there i yeah.
2: mean they need they so need somebody series i think i
0: mean i goaltending is goaltending you can't win without good goaltending i mean you need it i think uh i think you can you can replace uh missing a uh a, a guy like tarasenko with some forward depth um you know, you can, you can, you can mm. spread, you can change your line, John. You yeah, can get different combinations, not Troy Brower. No, Troy Brower. <laughs> he's not, he's not depth. He's a, he's a warm body. Um, but I, I think, exactly. yeah, you can you, you can, you can, you can, you can, your system, you can change your system. You can make it work. I mean, my God, look at the Sabres and, and Hasha. Look at, look at the Brodeur and the Devils. I mean, you can, you can have a defensive system. Uh, granted, it's a different little bit different game now, but. You can you can make it work with your lines and whatnot to 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 cover from not having Tarasenko. And the Blues did that this year. Uh, speaking of Tarasenko, his shoulder uh, was announced today that uh, uh, he will need surgery again for the third time on this uh, shoulder. Uh, he'll be reevaluated in five months. It's like a broken record. We just heard this story. Um, Tarasenko's shoulder is the Groundhog Day of initial injuries. So uh, he came out and said his career is not over and said that over the last few months, something was wrong with his shoulder. So that's interesting. So when he came back, he knew something wasn't right with it. Uh, So it seemed that it was never fully healed. And the doctors found, he said that he said, this is Terasenko, the doctors found the problem and are fixing it. So uh, Andy Strickland mentioned that the surgery uh, may not be the same surgery that he had before either. So maybe it's not, the exact same issue with the shoulder. I, maybe it's like an issue that was not fully healed or fully repaired the first time, and they're going to go in and fix it. So I'm not sure if that's the same as... I have, I have some insight. Okay. I have some insight here. Um, yeah.
1: So actually what happened was... They had his shoulder open um, the last time they did his surgery, and one of the doctors was eating a bologna sandwich. I thought and I was say junior mint. A piece, a piece of bologna actually came off the sandwich and fell in his arm, and now it is like uh, infected, and they they got to go in and they have to surgically remove the bologna, which has
0: uh, completely taken over the muscle. So, so uh, <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> you chose bologna. When you could have went, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan. If you are, shame oh, on course. you. Of course, not- Junior Mint. Yes. Who doesn't love a Junior Mint? Who They're really? refreshing. <laughs> it's chocolate. It's peppermint. It's delicious. It's very refreshing. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so uh, Tereschenko also said, after talking about Blues fans generally being amazing and supporting of him and his family, uh, this is a quote from him, there is a different group of people, haters and the ones who is laughing, Make predictions, make fun, and send bad message to me and my family. God bless you and all your family. Hope no one will ever text things like this to you or to the one you love. Instead of this, just wish me a good recovery. Who the hell is texting this shit to, of all people, Teresenko? Uh, one of the nicest athletes St. Louis has, maybe if it's ever seen, uh, a guy who is constantly talking about how great city uh, St. Louis is and always saying the right things. I've never heard him say a bad thing about anybody and people are all over him for what? Why would they do that? Pissed off sports fans, man.
1: They're I, fucking crazy. I, people are insane. They're nuts. It's, it's not, it's just, it's sick. It really is. Like, even if he came back a hundred percent healthy and still didn't play well, would you ever even think about, Oh, this guy's terrible. I'm going to go to his house and write him a letter, or I'm going to find his phone number and text him, or I'm well, going to write hate
0: about him on Twitter. I mean, good lord, come on. Look at look at how Chicago fans treated Steve Bartman. I mean, it's... That poor guy. That Oh my god. I mean, you ever see the documentary uh, Catching Hell, ESPN 30 for 30? No. No, it's, I haven't. It's really good, and it is shocking how... The, I mean, you knew. I mean, we all know that he they treated him like ass. But oh my God, there's all kinds of video footage of, 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 that I I had never seen before, um, and interviews with people and callers and talking radio, and just how they just they wanted to lynch the guy. I mean, and not they were really not, dead. They, they I mean, one of the 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 Chicago Sun Times, I think it was. They they printed his his address and where he worked. In the paper, so so he had to have like cops Dox there by a major publication. They had to have cops there to protect him. It was just insane. But so yeah, I, I mean I I get it. I fan, sports fans can be can be complete completely irrational. Um, but it's a shame because Terra uh, saying I mean at least with Bartman I mean there's there people saw something and it triggered him. Uh, what has Teresenko done to anybody?
2: Right,
1: didn't other score the, a goal every game, apparently.
2: Yeah, other than be injured and uh, you know, not uh, not being a setting influence on the team just because he wasn't in the lineup. That, that's absolutely ridiculous that somebody would single him out like that. Shame on you.
0: Uh Vince Carpenter in the YouTube chat says, uh, "Hey guys, uh Jeff, I saw your tweet, the tweet of you playing roller hockey. You should play with the camera on all the time and make YouTube videos out of it all the time. Do that all the time." Oh,
1: all the time. I don't know about that. We so that was uh anybody who saw that. Yeah, it was it was pickup. Uh, a couple of friends and I got a rink uh, over at Queenie and I thought, "You know, I've got this action camera. I've never really used it before. So I brought it out there on the rink with me, bounce, mounted it to my helmet." And uh, that was the first thing I said. was, I'm like, what asshole is going to try and shoot this off my head first? You know somebody's going to try. Luckily, so I, I looked at the guys that were on, on both teams, and I said, all right, the white team, which is the team I was on, most of the guys that would try to do that are on this team. So I'm going to join the white team because – Was it uh, whites versus blacks? Is that the
0: way you guys put it, it? It was white versus – Shut up! I'm just
1: <laughs> shut up.
0: I'm just it was whites versus color. Pulling a um, Mike mic, That's all. Never I know Come you are.
1: Man. And all right. Well, the NHL is going to have to send out a message condo- con- condemning you. Come at me. Come at me. <laughs> um, but anyway, no. I uh, uh, that was a lot of fun and something I will do more in pickup. But but yeah, I'm afraid if I did that in uh, in a real game, that would probably be an issue
0: uh Petrangelo um when asked if he'll be back next season this was like right you know the, the 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 press conference after uh they were eliminated which he's in a bad mood first of all he goes uh when asked if he'll be back next season i'm not going to answer that we'll find out soon when i heard that i was like man that sounds that was harsh he sounded bitter and uh and, but i um, you know but later on in another interview he goes obviously i want to stay a blue Of course I do. It's the only place I've known professional hockey. So this is obviously important. This organization means a lot to me. So uh, what do you, I mean, what do you think? I mean, we, we, we've, we, we are in the off season where in the, in the next couple of months, uh, we will probably see whether he is signed or not um, or, or go elsewhere. So uh, do you think, do you think he will be back? Yes or no? Uh,
1: if that's the only question you're asking at this moment, yes is my answer. I think they'll they'll make yeah. it work.
2: yeah i I agree with you. Um, you know, I hope they get it done quickly though because I don't like the way Toronto's shedding cap space.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think if they're gonna get him, they need to get him signed before that period when Toronto. Can because what they have like it's usually five days before July one that they can start negotiating with a potential UFAs. You got to get him locked up before that, so you got to start shedding salary as soon as you can.
0: I I, I agree. I think I think he's back. I, I think <clears throat> I think you I think you shed salary yourself. I think you move Allen. You move a guy like Bozak. Um and uh, I'm assuming the NHL is not going to award the compliance buyout. I mean, wouldn't we have heard by now? Uh, yeah i think we would that 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 should have that should have been known before uh, the trade deadline right so um yeah i i don't i don't know
2: um i i think they're you know these are special circumstances um i think they're they're gonna they're gonna revisit all the uh you know the the normal free agency period and that um before um you know, in in compliance buyout, especially once they determine what the cap's going to be. You know, I I think that they may have to reconsider how they calculate things. Um, Probably have to get some buy-in from the PA uh, because of the the lost revenue from from COVID. You know, it's it's going to impact impact everybody.
1: I I mean, we can, again, this is probably a whole show topic we could do in the coming weeks here, but, um, you know, just potential... Crazy thought here of what they could do to shed some salary. Um, the Detroit Red Wings, they uh, so everybody who probably saw and many listens to this show, Robbie Fabry was just re-signed to a pretty large deal, five um, million
0: over two years,
1: something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like two point eight five per or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I I think that's a huge overpayment, and I think part of that is because uh, because of all their buyouts and their long-term injury reserve and all of that, their cap hit, as bad as they were the past year, past two, three years, has been right at the cap. So last year they were at, uh, well, I guess technically this season still, uh, they were at 79.9 caps at uh, 81.5. As bad as they were, that's how high their cap hit was. Next year because Johan Frozen's dropping off, Jonathan erickson a bunch of Frazen. players are dropping off. Yeah, fronzen still, yeah, still Has he, in that kind of played in 10 years. Yeah. Uh they're going from 79,000 79 million to 47.5 million and the cap hit, what did I tell you guys earlier, it was 60 60 yeah. million. Yep. is the is the, the cap floor. So they need to get to that cap floor now they've got a couple guys they're gonna have to resign Tyler Bertuzzi being one of them guys gonna get a decent payday and I mentioned Robbie Fabry because I wonder if part of that was an overpayment because they know we're not going to go after big name free agents we're losing Jimmy Howard we're losing a couple other guys we got to start signing players so we can hit that cap floor and how crazy of an Jonathan idea is it? Erickson's
2: cap hit is
1: 4.25 million and that ridiculous is relevant in five years. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and Darren Helm, another guy, he's making 3.85. What the hell did he do this year?
0: It's going to be the Blues uh, but roster anyway, in about
1: six years, though. So, so when you look at it, though, is that is there not potential here for the Blues to take one of their high priced veterans, maybe an Alex Steen if he probably wouldn't accept a trade, but you know, maybe yeah. even a Justin Falk of, hey, We'll send you this and a draft pick. You have to give us nothing in return.
0: We just have to shed salary. Do you think there's any potential there? I think it's possible. But uh I I mean that's a that's a that's a pretty hefty salary for Falk and the the, the length too is is pretty hefty. But you gotta
1: figure they they're probably what, a good three, they're they're playing now with Iserman at the helm, three, four yeah. years. Um you could probably say okay let's get some veterans in for these young guys. Maybe. Justin Falk would be and I'm and again I'm not but you know what though saying you know, it's going to happen but but you you send them a Justin Falk that's a veteran there on your blue line to tutor a lot of the
0: younger players. There's something just would stink about trading Falk before his contract even kicks in that we signed him to. You know what I mean? 'cause his 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 contract starts next season, right, so if we trade him in the off season he's he's a he's gone before his contract even kicks in, so how much of a fuck up would that make Armstrong look like,
1: and how much would that affect future signees too like future guys to sign in St Louis? hey we love well, to, I'd love to sign with you, but give you me no trade signed guys. a guy and traded him right yeah. away,
0: yeah. I don't I, know. I,
1: it's just it's just an idea. A friend of mine floated over and I thought worthy of discussion on the show.
0: I mean, who knows what Detroit wants to do, but uh mm-hmm. I mean that's anything's possible, I guess. But we've got Yeah. I was gonna say we've got uh, uh other free agents in this off season. So just with a quick SNL you know, because we we got we have to show up. Uh <laughs> free agents this season, this off season, are We've already talked about potential. So yes or no on De La Rose. He makes $900,000. Uh, well, he's an RFA, but uh, let's let, let's ignore the RFA UFA for a moment. Uh, do you want to see De La Rose back next season? League minimum, yes. Anything above that, no.
1: Well, I think it depends, too. Again, if Alexander Steen comes back, I don't think you need him. Otherwise, I think he's a fine fourth-line player. So stick them out there with uh, Sonny and uh, and Barbie. But if Dean's back for sure, then no, I don't
0: think you need him. Brower.
2: As a coach. No.
0: <laughs> yes, coach uh, is fine. Done. He's an RFA, so he's coming back. But
2: Well, he certainly hasn't earned any kind of pay raise. Bridge contract. Um, prove it deal. I think. I, that, I take it. I think that's a given but, with the RFA, yeah. 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 After his playoff, I, I, you know, so right now, Armstrong's got all the clout, all the bargaining weight in that situation. Yeah. If he comes back, you know, if, if some other team wants to give us whatever, you know, couple second round picks that we get for him, you know, let him walk.
0: I think, I think, uh, people have been saying that, oh, we got to, you know, we got to sign Petrangelo and Dunn, got to have room for Dunn, too. I'm thinking, you know what? I mean, it's not going to take that much to sign Dunn. A couple-year bridge deal, uh, maybe, what, 1.2, something like that? Um, tops,
1: maybe? Kurt, I, I saw a conversation you were involved in where somebody was talk, was debating that Dunn is a better defenseman than Pareko. And, Who said that? Oh, this was probably about a month ago, probably even before the, the season came back. I was involved um, in the conversation? You were, yeah, somebody said it to you, and it was a huge argument. I'll, I'll have to try and find it. But anyway, ahead, I uh, no, I, I could not disagree with that more. And I even said this last year after the Blues won the Cup, that if there's one guy that I could look at on that roster and say, yeah, you could probably replace him, that's Vince Dunn. I mean, I, I like Vince Dunn. I like him in this lineup. But with what the Blues have coming up, Tyler Tucker, Scott Perunovich, um.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I think he's replaced Perunovic Perunovic, man. Like that, that's the guy that, you know, next year I, maybe. I think is, is the pressure on, on Dunn. I think you get Dunn to sign that, that prove it deal and uh, let Perunovic give Perunovic every opportunity to play in NHL games next year. You and know what? Poof.
0: I I'm, 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 you know, Dunn's 23. I'm, I'm, I'm high on done, uh, just because of his age. He's, I mean, he's 23 years old. He's, he's got a few years before he's even in his prime start the beginning of his prime for a defenseman. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm, uh, he needs work. Um, he's up and down. Um, mm-hmm. but I think when he's, when he's playing well, he's pretty effective and he's a pretty, pretty significant offensive, uh, contributor. So, um, yeah, I, I I mean he's an RFA, so he's coming back. Just a matter of you know what's going to be a, probably a, like you said a bill of bridge deal. Um, so so and then the following off season there's a shit ton of currently free agents, and without any discussion since we have to go, uh, a quick yes or no on these guys and these are uh, I'm not you know, RFA UFA whatever, um, okay Steen. No. Winnipeg.
1: <laughs> Schwartz. Yes. No.
0: Bozak. No. no. Sanford. Yes. Yes. Barbashev. Yes. Yes. Thomas.
1: Yes. Kyrie. Yes. Cairou, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Gunnerson. Prove it deal, but no. No. Bennington. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And assuming you're still here, Alan. No. No. Okay. Uh, next for the Blues, possibly the Winter Classic. That may kick they, off the next season.
1: You know what, though? If the pandemic is at all still in effect and we're still doing the – there's no way they even play the Winter Classic, right? Think they'll cancel That's it? made – that's made for the the people at
0: the stadium. It's not know what? made for TV. No, you know what? I think it. I think it. You don't even see the fans on TV. I think. That, I think that's a better TV game than what we got going on right now.
1: Oh, I I disagree. I I think I, 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 think, I think the Winter Classic is not fun to
0: watch on TV. I think it's much more fun to watch in TV than in person. I've heard. I've heard. Well, that's uh, probably
1: true. But I'm yeah. just saying. I think the experience is what makes what? it.
0: More fun for people in the eh, in you the You know stadium. what? You know what? Mm. If it's snowing, give me I, any any uh, like a football game too. If it's snowing, give me a, a, the Winter Classic. I'll kick back with a, with a fire going in my living room. And I'm watching hockey when it's snowing. That's I love that. I love. I that agree that, with that. Me. But how many times have they had snow at the Winter Classic? Eh, a few times.
2: Minnesota on New Year's Day, pretty good chance. It, it's it's as good a chance as you had in Buffalo.
0: I, I get that the environment is is very cool, and, and there's a, and there's shots of the stands and people in gloves, hats, whatever. Um, I get it, but um, I, I think I, I think it'd be. I, mean, I now if you're asking me if they would cancel or not, I'd probably lean towards them canceling it. Um, do we get a reschedule? I don't know. Maybe um, it depends on how things go. I, chances I think are... they would just push it back and yeah. say, okay, they'll play
1: next year. I hope so. But yeah, I I think without us without fans, I just I don't see the point of it to be quite honest. So I I think they would cancel it. But
0: it depends on that. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, the whole the whole thing is the outdoor. I mean, I don't know. I, I disagree with you. I think I think there's a major draw to watching players play outdoors, whether it be fans or no fans. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Maybe okay. we can debate this
1: this also on a later episode.
0: I hope you uh, you bring your uh, debating brain because I am a master debater.
1: I am always ready to debate with you, Kirk Price. <laughs> no uh, so I know we're we're so, folks. We are closing up here. Um, you know, we sorry we can't go longer, but uh, good lord, there's a lot of chat going. Uh, I do know that uh, first of all, they um, uh, there was a question I believe from our friend. Um, drawing a blank. Oh, it was Austin. It was Austin Lynch uh, had said uh, earlier asking about um, what they're going to do for next season, the bubble. Um, I'm going to retweet something right now. So, folks, if uh, you follow me on Twitter, jpiner94, you can check out what I'm talking about. But, uh, again, this is something we'll probably discuss uh, over the next couple weeks. Uh, the idea of having four bubble cities rotating all 31 teams in those venues in eight-game increments. Um and they have no indication that these cities would all be in Canada. That's from John Shannon. J. Shannon HL is his Twitter. Uh, But that is definitely something we will discuss in the coming weeks. Um, And um, I, I do think the bubble works. I think the MLB has proven, and I think the NFL will prove as well, that if you play without a bubble, it's not going to work. So I think that if they are going to have a season next year, uh, and, and unless there's a, um, there's a vaccine coming, uh, I do believe that, uh, we will be seeing more bubble hockey, uh, just in, in a few more bubbles instead of just two.
0: Uh, I think that'll wrap up episode 80 of season eight of the original St. Louis blues hockey podcast. Let's go blues radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. Uh, sorry, we couldn't go longer. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, I guess uh, let's go Blues. Let's get a vaccine. (laughs) Let's go vaccine.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think we can all agree with that. Let's go vaccine.
2: Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well.
1: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off hosers.
0: Well, there's ninety minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry.
1: Saint Louis Blues, Saint Louis Blues. Have you heard
0: the
2: news about our Saint Louis Blues. they have only just begun They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more
0: No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend.